Exodus chapter 30. You are to make an altar for the burning of incense. Make it of acacia wood. It must be square, 18 inches long and 18 inches wide. It must be 36 inches high. Its horns must be of one piece. Overlay its top all around its sides and its horns with pure gold. Make a gold molding around all of it. Make two rings for it under the molding on two of its sides. Put these on opposite sides of it to be holders for the poles to carry it with. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You are to place the altar in front of the veil by the ark of the testimony in front of the mercy seat that is over the testimony where I will meet with you. Aaron must burn fragrant incense on it. He must burn it every morning when he tends the lamps. When Aaron When Aaron sets up the lamps at twilight, he must burn incense. There is to be an incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You must not offer unauthorized incense on it or a burnt or grain offering. You are not to pour a drink offering on it. Once a year, Aaron is to perform the purification rite on the horns of the altar. Throughout your generations, he is to perform the purification rite for it once a year with the blood of the sin offering for atonement. The altar is especially holy to the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses, when you take a census of the Israelites to register them, each of the men must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord as they are registered. Then no plague will come on them. As they are registered, everyone who is registered must pay half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel, 20 jeras to the shekel. This half shekel is a contribution to the Lord. 
each man who is registered. Twenty years old or more must give this contribution to the Lord. The wealthy may not give more and the poor may not give less than half a shekel when giving the contribution to the Lord to atone for your lives. Take the atonement money from the Israelites and use it for the service of the tent of meeting. It will serve as a reminder for the Israelites before the Lord to atone for your lives. The Lord spoke to Moses, Make a bronze basin for washing and a bronze stand for it. Set it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons must wash their hands and feet from the basin whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister by burning up an offering to the Lord they must wash with water so that they will not die they must wash their hands and feet so that they will not die this is to be a permanent statute for them for Aaron and his descendants throughout their generations the Lord spoke to Moses take for yourself the finest spices twelve and a half pounds of liquid myrrh half as much six and a half pounds of fragrant cinnamon six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane twelve and a half pounds of cassia by the sanctuary shekel and one gallon of olive oil prepare from these a holy anointing oil a scented blend the work of a perfumer it will be holy anointing oil with it you are to anoint the tent of meeting the ark of the testimony the table with all its utensils the lampstand with its utensils the altar of incense the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils and the basin with its stand Consecrate them, and they will be especially holy. Whatever touches them will be consecrated. Anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them to serve me as priests. Tell the Israelites, this will be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations 
it must not be used for ordinary anointing on a person's body. And you must not make anything like it using its formula. It is holy, and it must be holy to you. Anyone who blends something like it or puts some of it on an unauthorized person must be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take fragrant spices, stati, anicha, and galbanum, the spices and pure frankincense are to be in equal measures. Prepare expertly blended incense from these. It is to be seasoned with salt, pure and holy. Grind some of it into a fine powder and put some of it on the testimony in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you, it must be especially holy to you. As for the incense, as for the incense you are making, you must not make any for yourselves using its formula. It is to be recorded by you as sacred to the Lord, anyone who makes something like it to smell its fragrance must be cut off from the people. The Gospel according to John chapter 9. As he was passing by, he saw a blind, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples questioned him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. He must do the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am... The light of the world. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva, and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he left, washed, and came back, Seeing, so he left, washed, and came back, seeing.
his neighbors and those his neighbors and those who formerly had seen him as a beggar said isn't this the man who sat begging some said he's the one no others were saying but he looks like him he kept saying I'm the one. Therefore they asked him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he? They asked. I don't know, he said. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes, was a Sabbath. So again, the Pharisees asked him how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, he told them. I washed and I can see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was division among them. Again, they asked the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened? your eyes he's a prophet he said the Jews did not believe this about him that he was blind and received sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight They asked them, Is this your son? The one who say, The one you say was born blind. How then does he now see? We know this is our son and that he was born blind. His parents answered, But we don't know how he now sees. And we don't know who opened him his eyes ask him he is of age he will speak for himself his parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as Messiah he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said 
He's of age. Ask him. So a second time they summoned the man who had been blind and told him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether or not he is a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, and now I see. I was blind, and now I see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They ridiculed him. What? You're the man's disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told them. You don't know where he is from, yet he open my eyes we know that God doesn't listen to sinners but if anyone is God fearing and does his will he listens to him Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely innocent, they replied, and you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out, he found him and asked, Do you... Do you believe? Do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He asked. 
Jesus answered, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord, he said, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see and those who do see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, we aren't blind too, are we? We aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say, we see your sin remains. Proverbs chapter 6. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, Proverbs chapter 6. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor or entered into an agreement with a stranger, you have been trapped by the words of your lips. Ensnared by the words of your mouth. Do this then, my son, and free yourself. Do you, for you have put yourself in your neighbor's power. Go. Humble yourself and plead with your neighbor. Don't give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Escape like a gazelle from a hunter, like a bird from a fowler's trap. Go to the ant, you slacker. Observe its ways and become wise without leader, without administrator or ruler. It prepares its provisions in summer. It gathers its food during harvest. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, and your poverty will come like a robber, your need like a bandit, a worthless person, a wicked man, goes around speaking dishonestly, winking his eyes signaling with his feet and gesturing with his fingers. He always plots evil 
with perversity in his heart, he stirs up trouble. Therefore, calamity will strike him suddenly. He will be shattered instantly beyond recovery. The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager. Feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. My son, keep your father's command and don't reject your mother's teaching. Always bind them to your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk here and there, they will guide you. When you lie down, they will teach over they when you lie down, they will watch over you. When you wake up when you wake up they will talk to you. For a command is a lamp. Teaching is a light. And corrective discipline is the way to life. They will protect you from an evil woman, from the fattening tongue of a stranger. Don't lust in your heart for her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyelashes. For a prostitute's fee is only a loaf of bread, but an adulteress goes after a precious life. Can a man embrace fire and his clothes not be burned? Can a man walk on burning coals without scorching his feet? So it is with the one who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. People don't despise the thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is hungry. Still, if caught, he must pay seven times as much. He must give up all the wealth in his house. The one who commits adultery lacks 
since. Whoever does so destroys himself. He will get a beating and dishonor, and his disgrace will never be removed, for jealousy enrages a husband, and he will show no mercy. When he takes revenge, he will not be appeased by anything or be persuaded by lavish gifts. Galatians chapter 5 Christ has Galatians chapter 5 Christ has liberated us to be free Christ has liberated us to be free Stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Take note, I, Paul, tell you that if you get yourself circumcised, Christ will not benefit you at all. Again, I testify to every man who gets himself circumcised that he is obligated to keep the entire law. You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ, for you have fallen from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we eagerly wait For the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything. What matters is faith working through love. What matters is faith working through love. You were running well. Who prevented you from obeying the truth? This persuasion did not come from the one who called you. A little yeast leavens the whole lump of dough. I have confidence in the Lord you will not accept any other view. But whoever it is that is confusing you will pay the penalty. Now, brothers, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. I wish those who were disturbing you might also get themselves castrated. For you were called to be free. For you were called to be free. 
for you were called to be free brothers only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but serve one another through love for the entire law is fulfilled in one statement For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out or you will be consumed by one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out And you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit. And the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other. So that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law now the works of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality moral impurity promiscuity idolatry sorcery hatreds strife jealousy outbursts of anger selfish ambitions dissensions factions Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I tell you about these things in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another.